Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 5 of the Procrastinating Platypad podcast. If you've tuned in to hear about platypus pyramid schemes, sex fantasies gone wrong, and why you should buy gold, then you're in the right place, because today we talk about two of those things. But for now, it's over to Tom for today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by buses that drive away just as you get to the bus stop. Bus drivers. Bus drivers. Now, there's there's a group of people. I have I have a, a love hate relationship with bus drivers though, because my granddad was a bus driver. Well, it's funny that because um, my dad was a bus driver for a time as well. Your dad has done everything. He's, yeah, he's one of those guys that's had jobs everywhere. In fact, I still think there's jobs he's done that I don't know about. Like killing a man. Like, yeah, being a hitman. I can I can see him in, in a suit with a shaved head. The Midlands hitman, they call him. Have you, have you checked the back of his hair to see if there's like a faded barcode? <laughs> they called him the Staffordshire Terrier. <laughs> It's time for the Platypus Fact of the Week. I'm so excited! So, this week's Platypus Fact. Platypus, platypi, platypus, milk could combat superbugs. That's amazing. But can you, right, so can you imagine just walking around sucking on a platypus? (laughs) I just imagine sucking on a platypus. Is you get like the fisherman friends, you know, like the fisherman's friends sweets. You get like a hard boiled platypus. You just pop in your mouth, <laughs> and you know, let it, you know, let it, let it melt in there for a bit, moving it about with your tongue. You know, I like your nan used to give you like Werther's originals. Oh yeah. Oh, I have a platypus. Ah, go on, don't choke on them. My parents would never let me have um platypus originals. Because they always thought I'd choke on them. Yeah, my, my nan used to give me um, platypus friends, yeah, and yeah. they were disgusting. So, yeah, so um, platypuses or platypus, platypus, whatever, Please. don't have a sterile way to deliver milk. So, it needs additional protections against bacteria in the environment. So, scientists discovered in 2010 that platypus milk contained antibacterial properties that could help in the fight against antibiotic resistance. Wow, because obviously the thing is that we're, as a society, we use antibiotics so much that these viruses are you know, developing a resistance to it or a tolerance to it. Um, so they're, they're, you know, super viruses, super bugs, what they call them in hyperbolic news media. Do you know what? I, I like the, the next bit of the fact. Yeah. So... A uh, study determined that the protein has a ringlet-like structure. So researchers named it the Shirley Temple protein <laughs> because she was known for her curly hair. Yes, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. When when she was a child actor, she was known for her curly hair. So yeah, what what I don't get though, it, it, and this is very similar to how cow's milk was discovered. Who decided to to milk a platypus and then test it. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to last week, doesn't it? Or the yeah. week before, I dare say. Um, who, yeah, who goes, oh, that platypus milk. Have we thought about injecting into our veins yet? Could try that, couldn't we? Have we, have we tasted it? Does it taste sweet? Give me that platypus. And, uh, and then 
Just ring it out, I could tell. (laughs) 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 This sounds like a perfect pyramid scheme. You know how you have, like, those people that do, I don't know, they're the, the multi-level marketing stuff where it's like they do like those herb shakes or they do like um herb life. Yeah, yeah, like, like um like the dieting things and Yeah, yeah. So I just imagine a pyramid scheme. In fact, we're starting it right here, right now. We're gonna start it. And it's gonna be platypus milk. Yeah, you know. Get in now, everyone. Join now to become a member of our growing team of platypus milk provocateurs. Um if you, so you pay you pay us a hundred quid and we send you a hundred bottles of platypus milk, which then you can then resell. And don't forget to encourage your friends to join the platypus milk provocateurs, and um, you too can have the kind of jet set life that I have. And for any anything you sell, you get a five percent commission. Yeah, yeah. Anything else would be criminal. <laughs> so yeah, join our team. Drop us an email at platypiepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you if you submit a friend as well, then you get, you know, an extra bottle of platypus milk. And if you hit your sales target for six months in a row, you get a platypus. <laughs> Which you yourself can then ring. Exactly. Are you part of an MLM, Tom? You've got quite a good knowledge of the structure of pyramid schemes. Are you, Maybe. Are you a con artist? Maybe. <laughs> How do you think I've got through life? Yeah. <laughs> What's your pyramid scheme product? What, what have you been conning people into buying and selling? Funko Pops. Funko Pops! <laughs> <laughs> Funko Pops pretty much was a pyramid scheme. Can we get the guy that does the flex tape adverts? <laughs> Can we get him with the platypus milk? And, and like, put it on his nipples. Yeah, something something insane. <laughs> platypus milk. I mean, to be fair, right, he, he did something with a YouTuber, so I reckon he's up for it. So I reckon we can get him to do it. He'll haul himself out to us. 100%. Drenching platypus milk. Well, well... Give him his £100 welcome pack for free. <laughs> You're scaring me now. You know you know about this pyramid scheme too much. You're too plugged in. What I thought was going to be a throwaway joke, like you've got an immense knowledge over. I was thinking, I'm not sure if I can make this joke because I don't know enough about pyramid schemes. But you came in and really saved the day there. <laughs> I know. Uh, trust me, You, we've got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah. Nine out of ten doctors agree. Lapis milk. <laughs> <laughs> Brush your teeth with it. You can do so much with it. Bathe in it. Eye drops. You can snort it to get your beak powers. Use it to bleach your hair. Maybe that's how the platypus gets his powers. Maybe. Uh, you could use it to poison a dictator. Uh, yeah. You could use it uh, in your milk. Yeah. No, not your milk. Your cereal. Your cereal, that's even better. There you go. You could use it in your tea, your coffee. Oh. Healthier, you know. Is it vegan? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a question. Yeah. 
shoes in the house. Okay. Do they come off or do they stay on? So it's actually one of the first things I do. I think it's almost ritualistic. Uh, I come home from work and yeah, just kick me, just kick my shoes off, put them to the side of the door. It's almost like it's almost like a boundary of I am home now. The only time I take my shoes off is if I'm about to go to bed. We're about to make sweet, sweet love. <laughs> oh yeah, do 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 do. Um, or like if my feet are too hot. Any other time, I leave them on until I go to bed, and then I will take them off. And there's a reason for it. Do tell. It's. It's the same reason that after I've had a shower, no matter what time of day it is, I will always get fully dressed. Is it small pieces of Lego that children have left behind? By children, you mean me. (laughs) Well, yeah, that works as well. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's a genuine... I don't know if it's like an instinct, primal instinct kind of thing, but basically, I feel vulnerable. If I don't have my shoes on, you feel naked without your shoes. Yeah, it's like I always used to wear pajama pants. Yeah, or trousers, as you'd like call them down south and in the <laughs> Midlands. <laughs> but I always used to wear pajama pants and a t-shirt, and that was it. Shoes off, everything else. I don't know whether it's because I've had kids or or what it is, but yeah, even when I go for a shower at ten o'clock at night, you've got your shoes on. I, yeah, I've got my shoes on in the shower. No. I, I obviously get undressed, but I will get fully dressed. I won't put pajamas on, even though I'll be going to bed in an hour. I would see, yeah. It's sort of like fight or flight. You're always ready to go, you know. Yeah, exactly. Full, full blown dad mode. You're always ready, you know, for the for that saber tooth tiger to jump in. Yeah, exactly. If there's if there's fire, I can pick up the dog and run out with him. I'll leave the others behind. I'm not. It doesn't matter about them. Yeah. They can sort. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's their fault for not being dressed. Yeah. As long as I've got the dog. The dog's too dead to look after itself. But no, <laughs> seriously, that. <laughs> so I, I would literally, because I'm fully dressed, I've got my shoes on, I can grab the kids and I can yeah. get out. Jump out the window. Or if there's a robber that comes yeah. in and, and nicks something, I can chase after them without being just in my boxer shorts looking like Jabba the Hook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though, if I did what you do, my, my shoes would even more than they already do. Oh yeah, mine mine smell so bad. <laughs> so so bad. But like the only time I'm I'm ever vulnerable is when I'm in bed. But he sound like Samson. <laughs> it's like you can't his weakness is his hair, but with you, the, the source of your power is your shoes. So they gotta wait for your shoes to be off. So, and that's when they jump for you. You'll wake up and your TV's gone. I'm not I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight now. <laughs> I'll just be there in my boxers and shoes in bed going, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the team running down the street in your boxes and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> At least if I have my shoes on, I'm not gonna hurt my feet. This is something that my wife said to me a couple of weeks ago now. Was it for God's sake, take your shoes off? Oh no, that happens on a daily basis. <laughs> I think it was something about her being like the man of the relationship, like proper hard knock. I mean, she's lived in Blackpool all her life, so she is a hard knock. So she's about as hard as a bus driver. Yeah, and I'm I'm a big softy. 
But the way she said it, so she said that I'm like an eclair that you've left in your pocket and it's just gone all soft and mushy. <laughs> You're like a nap eclair that's been left in the pocket. Yeah. You know what, Tom? I'd still eat it. Wait. <laughs> I'd still love you. I'd still, I'd still swallow you. Wait. <laughs> How many innuendos can we get into 10 seconds of a podcast? Today's internet story of the week. Um, I've stumbled across this once again on that lovely sort of bubbling magma that is uh, Reddit. And it actually links to a BBC News article of all places. But it didn't happen in merry old England. It happened in the faraway land, which is actually coincidentally where the platypus is from. Australia! Look at that link, you see? Australian news! So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll read the headline and then I might leave Tom to read the article. Yes, please. So the headline is Men hired for sexual fantasy break into the wrong house. So this is the first time I've read this. I saw the headline when Johnny sent it me and I was like, right, I'm keeping that and you're <laughs> going to get a live reaction. So I'm going to read out part of the article. So in a sex fantasy gone wrong, two men with machetes entered the wrong house in New South Wales, Australia, before quickly realising their error. Why did they bring machetes? Why do they need the machetes? I, I don't know. So they've been hired to carry out a client's fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. <laughs> That's the best bit. That's why I said it here. That's why I said it here. Because the machetes, I was like, what? Why? Why did they bring machetes? This is not funny. This is like this is quite scary. Now, I won't sleep tonight thinking someone's going to show up with machete. <laughs> but no, <laughs> the the role play was arranged over Facebook, obviously, yeah, yeah. by a man near Griffith, New South Wales, who provided his address to the hired pair. So this is a quote from the judge. Can you do an Australian accent? <laughs> He was willing to pay $5,000 if it was really good. <laughs> that was quite a good acting. Like, you know, you followed towards the end. But, like, that was quite good. I'm impressed. Considering I put you on the spot with that. I could have done better. However, this is where it gets good. <laughs> the client moved to another address 30 miles away without updating the two men. They then entered a home on the street of the original address. So... This is crazy. Like, why would you set up such a meeting and then move <laughs> and then and then forget to tell these these people that allegedly fulfil sexual fantasies, <laughs> cleaning based sexual fantasies, and then they go and go into the wrong house, brush up against another man. <laughs> I've just read the next part of the article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, go on. No, okay, so. <laughs> When the resident noticed a light on in the kitchen at 6.15am, he assumed it was a friend who came by daily to make morning coffee. Not come for morning coffee, it's come for morning wood. Yeah. <laughs> when, when the men called out the name of their client, the resident turned on the light and removed a sleep apnea mask he was wearing. It's like a scene from Star Wars! <laughs> and literally so, turned on the light. So there's like this light, and then <laughs> you, you just hear <laughs> <laughs> as he removes the mask. 
it was then that he saw them standing above his bed with the machetes, which they appeared to have bought as props for the role play. <laughs> this right, this next bit is my hands down my favorite part of this. When they realized their error, one of the pair said, Sorry, mate, and shook the resident's hand according to local reports. <laughs> That's the most Australian thing ever. Oh, sorry, mate. I was, uh, I was expecting somebody else. <laughs> shook his hand. This, this article's getting better. <laughs> so. So this is where it gets even more interesting. So the two men then drove to the correct address, where they got it from, I have no idea, where the client noticed one man had a great big knife in his trousers. <laughs> a great big knife in his trousers. <laughs> Asked them to leave the weapons in the car. It's very sensible. Then the client then cooked bacon, eggs and noodles. And a short time later... And a short time later, the police arrived at the property, found the machetes in the car, and arrested the pair. <laughs> I just don't get it. Oh, <laughs> it's just insane. <laughs> <laughs> I love how so the, even the client was like, oh, machetes are a bit steep, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave them in the car, make some eggs and bacon and noodles, which is apparently a thing that people have together. The judge ruled the evidence did not suggest the men's actions were intentional. So the the judge's quote, they carried the machetes either as a prop or something to use in a fantasy. The fantasy was unscripted and there was discretion as to how it would be carried out. I do think um, we should we should steal that quote and have that as a tagline. For our podcast. <laughs> the fantasy was unscripted. Yeah, I like that. The podcast wasn't scripted. There was a discretion as to how it would be carried out. <laughs> yes. I, I I like that. I I think the the quote that kind of finishes the article off is, is the best bit. A lawyer for one of the accused said it was a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom. Entry was not with intent to intimidate. <laughs> it was with intent to penetrate. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something up in Lowell and Hardy or something where they go, oh yeah, let's bring machetes to this mm. sexual fantasy. But, but you know, the, the client didn't suggest that he wanted machetes. They just got excited. Maybe they're new to this broom-based fantasy. I can, I can picture them being like, right, He's paying us five thousand dollars. Should, should we should we take the machetes? And then the other guy's like, "I don't think we need machetes, mate." And then as they're walking out the room, he turns around, looks at him, and goes, "Here, yeah, what the hell?" Grabs them <laughs> and takes them. I feel like <laughs> next week on Australian Sex Men, <laughs> Dave gets an order he's not expecting. <laughs> And Dave, and, and Dave gets a nasty surprise at his next client. They're both called Daves. They're both called Dave. It's Dave and Dave. Dave and Dave. Dave and Dave. I like it. The Australian sex slaves. <laughs> it rhymes. It's perfect. Dave and Dave. <laughs> we'll make you our sex slave. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it.
I just, all I can see in my head is this picture of them walking into the bedroom, bedside light goes on, and then there's just a guy with a mask going, (laughs) pulling it off his face and being like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you, one thing that we could say for certain, Tom, um, is that none of this would have happened to this man if he was wearing shoes. <laughs> Why did he bring machetes? I don't I understand. Don't. That's the bit that I really, I really, not that I get the whole kink thing, but at least, you know, people have kinks. I can understand that. But why did they bring machetes? That just looks like you're about to commit a crime. Or maybe they just thought it'd spice it up a bit because, you know, getting stroked with a broom isn't spicy enough. I'll, I'll make a note of that to spice up my sex life. Bring a machete. Bring a machete. I'm going to order one on eBay right yeah, now. That will go down well. <laughs> I, I love, I want to try something new tonight. <laughs> Say hello to Susan. <laughs> Say hello to Susan. <laughs> Say hello to Susan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please do share and rate it. It really helps us reach new people who love the platypus just as much as we do. Don't forget you can email your questions, news stories and platypus facts to platypodpodcast at gmail.com where we have a team of highly trained macaques ready to deal with your inquiries. Next week, how the gig economy has affected the monkey population of India and our giant carnivorous platypus once hunted in the waterways of Australia. See you then!